Hey everyone, welcome to Senior Style Guides Real Talk. I am Sean Brown and I am your host for Real Talk. And it is my pleasure to welcome none other than Latasha Haynes of Ike and Tosh to this podcast. If you guys have been following along on YouTube, you guys probably already heard this episode, but now we are doing it on podcast as well as YouTube so that you guys can listen on the go as well as when you're sitting at your desk working. Latasha is a senior wedding and family photographer who is based in the Seattle, Tacoma, Washington area, and she's better known as the Ike and Tosh duo. Tosh is one of the most amazing people that you will ever meet. She is a cultivator of community through the INT Street Team, which is her version of a senior rep program, which is more focused on relationships and forming young individuals to be community leaders in their schools and in their homes. And she also has formed the And Her, which is a sisterhood for young women. Tosh is truly an amazing individual, and I hope that you guys really enjoy listening to this episode where where I had the opportunity to sit down with her. So without further ado, let's welcome Latasha Haynes to the first episode of Real Talk. Hey everyone, welcome to Real Talk. I am Sean Brown and we are here with Latasha Haynes who is an amazing individual and even better person um, as well as a phenomenal photographer based out of the Tacoma, Washington area. And so we're super excited to have her on here today. So first off, welcome to Real Talk. Thank you. Look at this like a talk show. It's like a talk show. We're going to just have fun with it though. And it's going to be basically kind of uh, everybody gets to hear your amazing story just because um, when I met you, I think it was probably two years ago now. I think it was Cannon Beach was the first time. That was that, the first time we met? Yeah, I think wow. so. Okay. Yeah, so so I met Tosh, um, her True Mua, Spanky Mills, and Christina Ramirez host uh, senior shootouts throughout, I think, almost like once a year, it seems like. Yeah, we've done like one, one to two. But they're always amazing. And so I'm based out of Portland. And when Tosh did one in Cannon Beach, I was like, oh, I have to go. This was the time. And um, we really just kind of clicked. And I, you you see Tosh and, and Ike and Tosh uh, as part of the dynamic duo that you see them on Instagram. But once you actually finally meet them in person, um, you kind of really see what it's all about. So um, I'm blessed to call her one of my friends. And so first off, tell the people a little bit about yourself, kind of where you're based, what you shoot, that sort of thing. Okay, cool. So I'm Tosh and I am based in Tacoma, Washington, as Sean said, but if people don't know Tacoma, I say Seattle. It just depends on what you know. And um, I'm a part of a husband-wife team, like he said. Uh, We shoot family, seniors, um, engagements, and weddings. And so the way that our, I'm staring at Sean instead of looking at the camera. It's kind of like this weird, okay. Um, It's like when you take a selfie, you're like, where do I look? Where do I look? Yeah, which camera Uh, do I look at? (laughs) No, so the way our business is set up is Ike does weddings and engagements, and I serve as his second shooter, Um, and then I do seniors and families mostly. Um, Over the last couple of years, I've kind of decided to be a snob, so I only shoot the weddings that I really, really want to shoot, which is people that I know, or obviously if we're traveling, I'm going, he's not taking someone else, Um, and that's kind of what we do, and our business is kind of split, I would say... 
I think it's kind of split equally. Like I think we get as many weddings as we do seniors as we do families. Um, we generally shoot about 50 seniors a year, except that we shot 50 seniors this fall, which is really weird. So we'll probably hit like maybe 60 to 70 this year. That's awesome though. I know. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Um, we do about 12 weddings a year and then we do about 30 to 50 families a year. Yeah. And so when you guys started, you primarily, you kind of, jumped right into doing what you're doing now. So you never chose to kind of divert and specialize in, in one genre. So, and that's been super hard. Like it's really hard being a part of like so many different industries because even though we're all photographers, like there are obviously like very, like different threads or different like sectors. And so um, we used to catch a lot of slack um, about being wedding photographers from wedding photographers who were like, why are you shooting seniors and families? Like the money's in the weddings. Like, why would you like divide your time and divide your energy? And we weren't obviously like doing as many weddings a year as like the really like well-known wedding photographers, but we were speaking at the same events as them. So it was always this weird dynamic of, are we respected as wedding photographers? No, we're not doing as many. And then, of course, like, you know, I'm a senior photographer, but it was kind of hard, like, edging in because I wasn't solely senior. So I didn't really um, connect with some of the same, like, issues or some, like, I just, it wasn't my only thing that I was doing. So I always kind of felt a little weird there, too. But as I've, over the last couple of years, kind of developed some friendships, now I kind of feel like I'm kind of, I don't feel all the way in, but I feel more you're in. in though. You're in. I, I think it depends on what circles you're in. But, um, and then obviously families, unfortunately families don't really have a voice in this industry, which is really sad. And I think that there are some really cool people that are trying to kind of bring that voice back. But, um, I feel like the portrait kind of sector of the industry kind of just gets all lumped together and kind of just thrown in a pot and it's kind of like every man for himself. So yes, many times people have said you should specialize. Some of my closest friends who are senior photographers think it's dumb that I do other things, but I had a really amazing conversation with Sue Bryce about three years ago and we were actually having lunch together. We were like going for a walk and I was telling her that Ike and I finally got to this place where we feel like we want to specialize and I was going to do senior solely and he was going to do weddings because of the things we do, those are the things we love the most. Um, and she goes, do you love shooting families? And I was like, yes. And she goes, do you make money shooting families? And I'm like, yes. And she was like, why would you ever stop doing something that you love? And that was the moment where I was like, she's right. Like, why would I feel like I need to fit in a box? Because everyone is telling me that I should. And so from that moment, we decided that there were some things that we did let go of because we were doing like a lot of different portrait things, but we were just like, we're going to run our business the way that we want to. That's why we decided to be small business owners. So we do not specialize. We had that debate for a really long time when we became Ike and Tosh a couple years ago, five years ago. Um, we've been in business eight years, um, but we never did. And I am like a huge like supporter of people doing what they feel is best for their business. So, and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle on, struggle with. And that's something I wanted to touch on with you just because I think that you guys do that so well, where you've almost married your brand to kind of show that you do everything well, but I think you're one of the few people that can show multiple genres and still be successful in, in those genres. So do you think that there's something that you guys did that kind of really helped separate yourselves from say other photographers that are, are more generalists and, and don't specialize in one industry and maybe they're not rocking it as much as they can or, or what do you kind of feel is a differentiating factor that allowed you guys to do that? 
I think we don't do anything that we're not good at. <laughs> so um, we only do the things that we're like super passionate about and that we know we can perform well at. Like you are not going to see me post a bunch of maternity or children or newborns. Like I'm not good at those things. Like you don't even really see a lot of professional pictures of wisdom. Um, and if you do, then it's probably someone that we've hired to shoot her. Like we know what our strengths are. And um we only do the things that we can get excited about. I'm excited about shooting families. I love watching my families grow. Some of my families I've been shooting for eight years and they, they were here before wisdom. They watch wisdom grow up. Like there's a relationship there now. Um, and it's not necessarily about the pictures. And it's the same thing with our seniors. Like, um, you know, some of my seniors now like serve as my teammates when we're like on the road, like they have worked my conference, like there's a relationship factor. And I think that honestly is what separates us. I think we, I don't think we're like the best photographers. I think we're so, we're pretty solid photographers. Like you are like the most fun photographers though. I do believe we're the most fun. I will own that. No, I, I think we are, we take pretty solid pictures, but I think what sets us apart is that all of our families, all of our brides and grooms, all of our seniors would be able to say that they love us because of how we make them feel and the relationship that we've established. And we're we're relational people. Like that's a huge part of who we are as people. Like it doesn't matter what we're doing. And I think that is what's different. Like for me, it's not, it's not just a job. I'm not just showing up to do pictures. Like I really feel connected to the people that I get to work with. And I try to show that, um, and how I handle them and how I deal with them. And I think that all kind of boils down to the, the old phrase of show what you want to, to shoot. And it kind of, it, you want to shoot families because you love it. You want to shoot seniors because you love it. Weddings, same thing. So I think it comes down to if that's truly what you want to do, then you, I think as photographers, you need to kind of make an effort to put that work forward in your portfolio. Well, and I would even go further. Like, it's not that we shoot these things because we love them. Ike is not as like emotionally connected to the work that we do. I mean, he is just like, technically, he's like a more technical photographer. Um, our work is actually completely different now like we're we shoot totally different I don't know how we make it work but it does work in some weird way but um I value families like I value the family unit I didn't grow up in a family I grew up in foster care and so for me shooting families is about one um kind of a telling a different story like for my own personal life but I value the stories of a family yeah. and I think that's why I love shooting them. And then I love young people. Like I feel called to young people. I feel called to speak into their lives, to direct them, to help them. And so that's why I can do those things so well because for me, like the photography is like seriously the cherry on top. Like I don't care about the photography as much as I care about just who, who Sean is and what, what does Sean want to do with his life and where does he want to go and how can I help him get closer to that? You know? and, and I think that's so cool. So Tosh and I are actually, uh, we actually both went to the University of Washington. Tosh is a little bit cooler than I did because she did her master's degree at the University of Washington. I think that would actually make you cooler because I didn't care about anything happening there. I just wanted my piece of paper. You like actually engaged and like was a student. Yeah, but I think that's so cool because you actually did a master's in, it was something social action so it's like social work and political science kind of mixed together in one degree yeah which i think is so cool because um for those of you who follow ike and tosh you might have seen the int street team and now tosh i think it was what maybe a year ago started and her which was yeah. a separate portion of that so give the people a little bit of background on the int street team and her 
Yeah, so the street team is our kind of answer to this year model thing, um, but kind of on steroids. Like, it started like, on steroids, though. Yeah, yeah, on a really strong anabolic steroid. Um, it started the same way that most senior model programs start. But for me, I have a background in youth development. So before I was a photographer, I did 10 years in nonprofit working um, with really amazing brands that do a lot of like youth development work. And it wasn't enough for me to be like, hey, come rep my brand and I'll give you pictures. Like young people deserve so much more from us as like caring adults and as adults that like have wisdom. And so I just started creating kind of opportunities for them to one, get together with me and for us to develop our relationship, but mostly for them to get together with each other and to kind of develop community. Because a lot of my girls, they all go to different schools. I very rarely choose girls from the same school. So I thought it was a really great opportunity, especially at this time where young people don't know how to connect because we all are always on yeah, our phones. New to their phones. Um, yeah, to teach young people what it means to like interact with one another and to build relationship. And because these young people do not go to school together, um, it's very similar to like what a college experience would be or what a sorority would be. It's like making the decision to connect with and to develop a relationship by choice versus by circumstance. Yeah. And so a lot of the friends that they have, they're together all the time. They're on teams together. They go to school, they're in the same classes, but with the street team, in order to like develop something that actually matters, you have to put in the work. You have to be able to meet up outside of school and share a little bit about your life and share a little bit about your struggles. And so what I've cultivated with our street team is a small community of girls who are going through the same kind of things in the life, in their lives, but they go to different schools. So it's like a safe place for them to fall into. But taking it a little bit further, um, we hold on to our girls. And so I have this huge alumni community too of girls that the girls that are in high school can reach out to college girls that have been through this experience and they have that in common. So we've kind of created this big, huge like family unit of girls who love each other, who have walked through things together because they're connected to us. And so that is kind of the beauty of it. So we've like served probably about 220 girls over the last wow. eight years. And we are in the process of picking a street team right now. Um, so this will be our eighth or ninth group. I can't remember. And then, ninth, and maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe ninth. I don't know. I can't, I, whatever. And then, and her was just kind of, um, last year we did a meet and greet for our street team and we had about 150 girls show up. And then when we did our application process. We had 300 girls apply. And as I was reading through those applications, a lot of the girls, they, they love Ike and I. They, of course, they want pictures because what girl doesn't? Like, if you're on Instagram, you need content. But really, they wanted the relationship portion. They really wanted to be a part of something. And, and just time and time again, I kept seeing, like, I want a sisterhood. I want community. I want to be a part of. I want to. And so we decided to create a service club for girls who were not chosen to be on the street team because there's only, like, 16 spots. Um, and this is an opportunity for girls all over the city to get together and to do community service together. We do leadership development stuff, um, do a lot of fun activities. We're planning a Christmas party right now that's citywide. Um, and those events are really amazing. And so I have a group of girls that are ambassadors for that group and they oversee kind of all of the community service, the leadership development, the social events. And we've had some really great parties. We've raised some great money for organizations and we've done a lot of service. So it's been cool. And I love that because I think you were, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the first kind of photographers that really started implementing the senior rep, senior model 
team kind of model into your into your business? Yeah, I don't actually believe that that's true. Um, I believe, like, I feel like the senior market kind of came about in like 2008 to 2010. It was finding itself, and then in 2010, it really started to take off. Those things were already happening. I, I probably even got the idea from someone else in terms of like senior models. I think I'm the first one though that kind of had like an impact model program. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was going to touch on is I think that you were the first to really make it more than just about somebody trying to generate business for you. And you took it a step further and said, how can I help these individuals at their, this point in their life? And you kind of felt called to that. So I will um, absolutely take credit for that. Yes. I, but I, think- I was the first one to do that. And it's been really fun watching people do it in their own groups. Like, I think that young people deserve that opportunity to be connected to someone that cares about them. So it's been like such a gift to be able to watch that happen and for people to want to do that. Like, I think, I think that's really cool and really unique and it's something that we get to do, you know? Well, I think that's um, kind of even in a bigger sense of that can be applied to all genres of photography. I think that clients are wanting that more personal interaction with their photographers. They actually want to they, they have like a stake in, in their lives almost. They are interested in what you're doing. They want to be a part of, of what you're doing. And so I think that that's something that you do, you and I do exceptionally well is welcoming them into your families. And I think that's something that other photographers, I think, are going to start doing as well and trying to as, as the industry and, and kind of just life in general kind of changes around, around this genre. I agree with that. And I, I, I kind of feel like that's just kind of the move as a small business, whether it's photography or something else, like your, your supporters, your followers, like your group of people, um, they're the ones that keep you in business. And so the more they feel drawn to what it is that you're doing, the more that they're going to invest when you come up with a new idea or you want to do something different. And that's kind of the goal, right? We all need our tribe of people that believe in what we're doing, that want to pour into our business so that we can stay doing the things that we love to do. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, so something that I personally don't have experience with, however, I'm sure a lot of people watching do, um, are they have kids and they're not sure how to balance kids and business. And something that was so cool, um, first meeting you guys in person is you see your daughter wisdom on, on your guys' social media. She's like the life of the party. Everybody loves her. However, you guys made the conscious decision to incorporate her and let her be part of your business. So how did you guys kind of, what would, what did the conversation look like when you first really wanted, we're talking with Ike about, should we allow wisdom to kind of be a part of this or how, how will our clients feel? What was the discussion like? Well, I always feel like there's this weird kind of conflict with small business owners about like when they should have kids and how that will impact like their business and their life. And at the time when I got pregnant, Ike and I were really just starting to kind of take off. Like, um, people were starting to kind of notice us and pay attention. So it was like a really pivotal time for us. Um, and it was just like, great, now we're having a baby. Like, how's this going to impact and affect our business? And, um, we both, um, have families that live on the East coast. So it's just the two of us out here. And then like all of our friends who have become family, but really don't have like a really strong network of like support that is that has to do it because they're family. Like it's what you have to do. So we were just like, 
we have to kind of figure this out because we knew at that time we wanted to be speaking. Um, there was a little, at the time, a tickle of a, an event. At that time, it wasn't Blink, but it was like kind of stirring in me. Um, there are all these different ideas and things, and I didn't want to be slowed down just because I had a baby. And so um, we were very intentional about making sure that people understood that we were pregnant, that we weren't trying to hide it, but that we were also committed to what we had in, like already committed to and where we were trying to go with our business. And the beauty of, of us is that we work together. So there's always someone, like if Ike is busy, there's me. If I'm busy, there's him. And then now we have all these amazing young people who it's very easy to have them come with us and do whatever we need to do. Um, so our situation is a little unique because of that. Um, but we just, I didn't come into wanting to work for myself to be told how I should do it. And that's kind of always been my rule. Um, I don't compromise like how things work well for me, not for a client, not for a conference host, not for anyone. Like it is very well known that if you are going to have Ike and I, you're going to get wisdom. Like that's just how it goes. Um, and we'll be responsible for what that looks like and how we handle that. But if she can't come, it's like, it's no deal. Um, and that's kind of how it is with our shoots. It's, it's just how it is. Like, um, I think it, it was just making the decision that this, this is our family. This is going to be a family business because we don't have any other choice. And so it's our job to do it in a way that's professional, that doesn't distract or take away. But um, I also feel like it's our job to educate, educate our clients about how we're going to do things. Now, we have a really awesome kid. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, wisdom is really like me. a star. I think part of it is who she is, just, and I think part of it is how we've kind of raised her and groomed her to be. Like, she does not know life any other way. This is how it's been for her. So um, for someone who maybe doesn't feel comfortable or who is like, my kids are a nightmare. There's no way I'd bring them on a shoot. Like those are real things. Um, those are things that we have to consider if we choose to have another child. Like, are they going to be just like wisdom? But I think part of it too is like raising a child and going like, this is, these are the circumstances and these are the expectations and this is how it's going to be. And Wisdom started coming on shoots with us at three months old. Like, this is this is the life that she knows. She doesn't know it any other way. So this is just how it goes. I think that she'd probably be bored if it was different, you know? Um, so it's a little different, I think, um, in terms of, like, just how we did it and, and what that looks like. And everyone's situations are really different and vary and whatever. But I think that as a small business owner, at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want. And I think as long as you decide to like make sure that there are boundaries and that you're respectful of people's time and you're not like if I were out on shoots changing diapers and nursing, like that's a whole different story. I think it's about planning and making sure that things are in place and you know that you have a backup plan. Like Ike and I, um, when we would go and speak and Wisdom was really young, we'd bring a high school girl with us. Um, and we pay all their expenses and we would go that your sole responsibility is taking care of wisdom and that allowed for her to be with us. And when it was appropriate, we could bring her and when it wasn't, you know, and it's the same thing with blink. Like she's at blink every single blink, except for one. And I almost got like stoned for not having her there. Um, which I could see why, cause everybody loves her. Everybody loves her, but that just comes from her. Just, oh, it's an expectation now. It's like, if she's not there, people are like offended because it's like, well, 
we wanted you in Ike, but we really were hoping you were going to bring wisdom too. Like I just, <laughs> we're speaking at a conference in New Orleans in March and I was like, we just booked our tickets and they're like, oh, we're so glad you and Ike are coming, but we're really excited about wisdom. And I'm like, okay, well she can speak then. You don't really need Ike and I. No, but I like dance around stage or something yeah, like that, right? But it's just the expectation. And for us, like travel is huge for me when it comes to her and like her worldview and how she experiences the world. Um, also being like a black woman, and I want her to see me on stages. I want her to see me leading and talking. And I want her to see me in charge. Like, it's going to be natural for her to look to her dad and go, he's strong and he's a leader and he's in charge because that's the role. Mm -hmm. But that's not always what she's going to see when it comes to a black female. Um, and so I needed to change that expectation and that narrative for her. And so she's only seen me in strong roles and leadership roles. And that means that if she's seeing that, she's going to know that it's possible for her. And I didn't grow up seeing that. And so that's why it's been really huge for me. And that's exactly why I have her with me all the time. And I let her see things and experience things because she's going to be able to imagine. She's not going to have to look outside of me for an example of what that looks like. Because it's right here. I had to look at Oprah and Beyonce and all these different, because I didn't have those kinds of models in front of me. But I never want my daughter to have to look past me for what it is that she can do. And I think that's so cool. And that almost kind of segues into also the Blink Conference, which we just wrapped up at the time of this filming up in uh, your hometown of Seattle, which I was yes. super stoked to be able to attend. I know I told Tosh that I was going to make Palm Springs happen the year before and some stuff came up and my schedule just didn't allow for it. However, it was my first time attending Blink, which is the most diverse conference that I have ever been a part of or even heard about. So I think that also leads into kind of a bigger goal of yours, which is bringing that diversity to the forefront of, of people's minds in the community. So what was like the first time that you remember you're like, I need to make something like Blink happen? I, I don't know that I ever was like, I need to make something like Blink happen as much as I was always complaining about how frustrating it was to walk into a room or to watch Creative Live or go to a conference and always be like the one person of color. Like not the only black person, but the one person of color and how frustrating that was. And just even when Ike and I started speaking, just looking at the lineups and we're the only non-white people on the lineup like it was just so like shocking and jarring and frustrating and to always have to walk into a room and be the odd one or find like find a space or have to adjust to comfort is like not a fun place to be yeah. especially like in the creative industry and like what are the messages that we're sending you know like when i can walk in a room and feel like i don't belong like does that mean that minorities aren't creative does that mean there's not a place for minorities like what does that mean and so just after like probably a year or two of complaining my sister actually challenged me and was just like if you're so miserable and so frustrated why don't you do something about it and i was like well that's rude like you're supposed to be on my team and like be complaining with me but I think after like just really sitting with that, I, I and really kind of like th working through my fears and like what the worst possible thing that could happen was, it, I really felt a responsibility. And I was just like, she's like, if, if, if it's not there and if someone needs to create it, why can't it be you? Yeah. And I was just like, okay. And that was kind of it. Like the minute that I made the decision that I was going to kind of take on blink or at the time a conference or an event that um, was inclusive. I just never turned back. And um, we've had five really incredible years. And um, 
I only decided to not continue on because um, after almost dying last year from congestive heart failure, I just really felt like I really needed to evaluate my life and just where my time was going and the things that I was doing. And so we have put a pause on Blink. I don't know if it's done forever or if I might make a comeback. We'll see. But for now, I just... hoping for a comeback. Yeah, I I think everybody that I've talked to is hoping for a comeback. But I just feel like this is a season of life for me to be a mom and to be focused and to really just slow down and really take take in life. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm doing. And that's something else, which, I mean, it you may have done it a little bit more extreme than than some people, where it you've kind of forced yourself to reevaluate where your time was going. For individuals that are saying they they're they're probably in their business and it's maybe consuming them and. And they're saying, I have no time for family. I have no time for friends or um, faith or anything like that. How did you kind of balance that, that transition and saying, here's something really successful in my business. However, I need to transition some of that energy and time into other areas of life that, that are more valuable to you. Honestly, when I unexpectedly went through heart failure and spent six days in basically intensive care and was facing even like a heart transplant, all from like getting the flu and being sick and being overworked and not taking care of myself, I was sitting on my hospital bed, like really thinking about the things that mattered to me. And none of it was about awards or places that I had spoken or the number of followers I had on Instagram or whether my my nine squares like were beautiful and aesthetically pleasing, like I could care less about any of that. I was so devastated about the fact that what are my girls going to do if I die? Um, the girls who have come to rely on Ike and I as mentors, um, the, the community of people who really look to us to connect them to opportunities. My daughter who was going to turn five, I almost missed. I mean, I, it just became about so much more. and when I got out of the hospital, I just didn't feel like I could keep going in the same way. Like the things that I thought were important and the things that I valued, they had no weight when I was facing dying. And if they had no weight, then they weren't going to have weight after that. And so, um, it was, it was pretty like I was like in and posting and doing my thing and got sick. And then I, I almost felt like I just kind of woke up and, I don't feel like you go through something like that and not change and not really reconsider things. And I actually would never want that for anyone, but I just feel like money is important and status is important and respect and all of those things are very important. But at the end of the day, like what do you have and what are you doing it for? And those were questions that I had to ask myself, like what does this really mean in the big picture of things? If I weren't a photographer anymore, would these Instagram followers still be here? If I was not a photographer anymore, would it matter to me if Sue Bryce knew my name? If I wasn't a photographer anymore, would it matter that I traveled all over the United States taking these amazing pictures? Like, what does it end up being? Yeah. And I couldn't answer those questions. But raising my daughter, like, that is a gift that keeps on giving pouring into young people's lives, like that is a gift that no matter what happens, where I am in life, it's going to keep on giving. And that's where I want to put my time and my energy. And I feel like money is super important, but it comes and goes. Like you can have it one day and it can be gone the next. You can have a really amazing sell and have a really crappy sell. 
But currency that is the most valued is time. And once it's gone, you cannot get it back. And I just was like, that for me means more than anything else. Yeah. I love it. I I think that's something that's kind of a fantastic place to end is, is it's amazing to be a well-regarded photographer in your genre and to have all these awards. But at the end, it really comes down to, are you putting time into, into what you love and truly who you care about and that sort of thing. So I think that's an amazing place to end is for people to kind of think about how are they allocating their time and is it the best use of, of their time and energy? Yeah. Well, I'm happy to do that. No, it's, it's so true. And you know, it's, it's a blessing to be able to run a really successful business, but did we get into this, this life, this business to only do this business? We got into this business so that we can have freedom to do the things that we love and to, you know, share more and to connect with our friends more and all those things. And if we're not doing them, then like, what are we really doing? So thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, thank you. I'm sorry we ran long. Um, However, if you could um, just leave, or what we'll do is we'll link up Tasha, Ike and Tasha's Instagram and um, website and all that stuff. But where can people find you on Instagram? Okay, well, I do have my own Instagram account. However, it has been suspended for a I was about to say, I was like, it is not up anymore. (laughs) But I might make a comeback in 2018. We'll see. But um, so that's Photo Me Latasha anywhere online. Photo Me Latasha, just if you want to follow me. Um, Which you guys do because she's awesome. (laughs) And then um, just for our business, um, anywhere online is at Ikeandtosh, I-K-E-A-N-D-T-A-S-H. And I am the voice behind that. And so, I mean, if you're following Ikeandtosh, you're really following me. And then I get sprinkled in there every once in a while. But for all things business, that's where you can find us. Love it. And then we're going to end with one question that you get to ask the audience that are watching today for those of you guys have stuck around to the very end. Um, so it can be one question, business, life related. Uh, and if you guys just want to leave your answers in the comments section below, if you're reading on the Senior Style Guide blog, leave it down there. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment in the section below. And also, uh, we're going to be doing Real Talk throughout the course of 2018, um, where we're going to have guest speakers on like like Tosh um, throughout the year. So if you want to go ahead and hit the subscribe button too, that'll make sure that you're notified for any future videos. And then also, we'll keep an eye on the Senior Style Guide blog, where we'll be posting it there for you guys to watch. But um, we'll end the episode with Tosh's one question for you guys. Okay. So if you were not a photographer, what would you be doing with your time? And what is stopping you from doing it now? I love it. That's, I, well put. Better than any questions I could ask them. That's why we have you guys ask. (laughs) Good. I can't wait to, I want to read the answers. So, and I'm actually going to be thinking about that myself. You should. I think everybody should. I think it's something that's always should be on the, kind of the forefront of people's minds. I think it always kind of is something that gets buried because it's, it's easy to bury. And so I love it. Well, thank you so much. I know I'm sorry we ran a little bit longer, but I absolutely love talking with you. And so I'm hoping that everybody will also love listening to kind of what you have to say and your take on photography and kind of the, the stuff that you've done in your life. So um, thank you so much for, for coming on and I'm super excited to um, continue to see what you, what you do in the future, with, whether that be Blink Conference or business and that sort of thing. Well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Real Talk. 
Thank you all for joining us on this episode of Real Talk. If you have not had the chance to connect with us on Instagram, we welcome you to head over to Instagram, check out Senior Style Guide Magazine, as well as join our Facebook group, which is an amazing community of like photographers who also are going through the exact same things that you are in your business. So all you have to do is search Facebook for Senior Style Guide, and we'll add you to the group so that you guys can also be part of our community. Until next time, we'll see you guys later.